0: Dum 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 dum. Little pig, little pig. Let me in. Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Brazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer and Conspiracies podcast. Oh, by the way. My balls is hot. My
1: balls is hot. My balls is hot. Hello and welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer and Conspiracy podcast. I am one of your hosts for the evening, Bing Country, as always on the other end of the mic. Your other two favorite hosts, Chris and Boya. Howdy, and
0: we're back. Glad to be back, guys.
1: And man, I got to tell you like this last couple weeks uh, that we've done the show has been pretty wild because we've had some pretty fantastic guests on the show, to name a few. We had we had Sam Tripoli come on the show. Uh, we had uh, Miriam Hanane come on the show for us. Awesome. Larry the bearded awesome. black cowboy, um, Ryan Alexander. Uh, I mean, we, it's the, the, we're stacking up, and, and we have another crazy guest on the show for you guys tonight. I don't know, again, why he's on our show.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's on our show.
1: So we have Mr. Uh, Charlie Robinson of the Macro Aggressions Podcast. Thanks so much for coming on the show, brother.
2: Thanks for having me. I just did uh, Sam Tripoli's Patreon a couple of days oh, ago, and, and, and nice. everybody hated us. <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, done a show where the entire audience turned against us, but they all did, man. and it was live, and they were all <laughs> typing in, and I was like, oh, my really? God, we've stirred up a hornet's knife.
1: Jesus. What <laughs> were
2: you discussing? We were talking about police. Oh. Uh, and that, 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 to that topic for some, whatever – I mean, we talk about all kinds of yeah. crazy polarizing things, but we got on that one, th- <laughs> that one topic of the policing, and it just got – it's silly, just not crazy. I don't know. The people that were listening were, were, do you, were not hearing do what it, we had to say.
0: Charlie, do you think it's just because of the climate right now? On how you know the that it seems like there's a very. Uh, the boisterous minority that's out there right now is just hating on the, the cops. And just to be clear, we don't mean minority, minority. Yeah. We just mean. Right. The, small group of the smaller people. group of, 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 <laughs> of uh, people. And yeah, if you look at the protests, it's not minorities out there. It's, no, it's no, a bunch it's, of woke white kids. Of, right. Uh, it, yeah, so, so do you think that it's just because of the climate right now that people are, it's just such a hot topic? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went to college at USC
2: and in ninety two. I was there when the Elliot when the Rodney King riots kicked off. Oh so geez. I Good experienced time. Time. fuck the police, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. And um and I also saw how quick it can go from like everything's normal to I don't have to take these videotapes I rented back because the video store across the street burned to the ground. You know, yeah. like it, it was yeah. instantaneous. And so I felt like Well, what happened to Rodney King was horrible. It was caught on video in an accidental way back then. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody had video cameras. Um, So we were lucky to get this little glimpse uh, behind the scenes to see what really happens to the black community in Los Angeles. And I thought, well, the, the riots are horrible and what happened to Rodney King is horrible. But at least the good thing is that after we have all these riots, then we won't have any more of this stuff happening. We won't have any more of these police treating black people like this. And here we are like almost 30 years later, and we're still seeing the exact same thing. So it's like nothing has changed. Nothing got fixed. And now where everybody's so hypersensitive to everything, yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise that every issue is being brought up now. We've got an election. Everyone's talking about you know, in a couple months, there might be, you know, unbelievable change either. Neither side is going to probably accept the results of this. You know, I mean, so we're all set up to be in like a giant pressure cooker. And then you add the police brutality thing on top of it while everybody's this sensitive and out of work and cooped up in their house. I mean, it's just a recipe for for societal you know, danger. And, and I don't think any of this is accidental. I think a lot of this has, has been calculated in advance as a, as a sort of way to get us all focused on fighting with each other and not focusing on the real issues, which is who's pulling the strings on all these politicians and scientists that we have questions about who's above them, who's running the show. And so as long as we're fighting about whether or not you're wearing a mask or I'm wearing a mask, then that's less time we have to devote to figuring out who's really the problem. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. A uh, you know, Charlie. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, you did a show where you were talking about COVID, pharmaceutical industries. You were talking about vaccines. Uh, you had mentioned. I mean, you went into into depth about it, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit about that with the fact that if you look at statistics right now in the U.S., right, the number three killer. Of Americans as medical malpractice, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned as well that n- they don't do double-blind studies on vaccines anymore. Right, and now we have this climate where there's so many people, and it's typically like the avid mask wearers who are <laughs> like, "We need a vaccine."
2: Or they want, we, they're craving one They're Yeah. They're cra- like, they yeah, want it so bad. They've been conditioned. Yeah. We've all been conditioned by big pharma. We're one of only two countries in the world that allows farm pharmaceutical companies to advertise on television besides mm-hmm. us, it's New Zealand as well. Um, we're bombarded w- with ads from big pharma that if you take this pill, then it will fix your problem. <clears throat> And then they fast read all the side no, effects. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried. It's going to fix my... Th- okay, I just want the pill. So it's no surprise to me that there's a vast majority of people sitting around saying, well, once we get the vaccine, then mm-hmm. everything will be fine and everything will be figured out. So I'm not surprised by that. But the people that that think that need to understand a little bit more about vaccines and how they work or how they more specifically how they don't work as well as we're led to believe. And part of the problem is actually the media, because, um, you know, if you're a casual sort of per- participant in the vaccine debate, um, you probably just assume vaccines are safe, that if just, you know, get your vaccine, don't worry about it. You know, what's the matter with you? Are you anti-science or, or everything like this? And you assume that if there was really a problem with vaccines, I would have heard of it on my nightly news. You know, I would have, I would, they would, uh, Anderson Cooper would have done a a, a story about how vaccines were were really like having a a big impact on the autism thing. Like I would have heard that. That's what you sort Mm -hmm. of assume. But the problem is that 60% of the ad revenue that the nightly news receives comes from big pharma for their ads that are constantly running. So they can't really do those stories ab- about the, the flip side to the vaccine conversation. So if you're just a casual observer, you don't even think there's a debate going on because you never hear the other side. You never That's see right. it on your nightly news. You never read it in your magazines or anything like that because it's the same situation with them. So, so you just have this belief that, like, vaccines are safe. They're not safe. They're not safe for everybody every single time, but they're sold as if they are. I'll put it to you this way. Catholic Church, who has a huge problem with pedophilia. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Do they? They, they have <laughs> paid out. Wait, I didn't. Anderson
1: out. Cooper didn't tell me that. Are you sure?
2: <laughs> i, didn't, I didn't tell you that um, They have paid out so much money for screwing up children's lives and, and things like that. That yeah. it's general knowledge. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Well, the vaccine industry has spent more money than the Catholic Church holy shit back people that have been damaged by their products they paid 4.2 billion dollars to people and that's after you factor in the fact that there is a uh, there was a law passed in 1986 that made vaccine manufacturers exempt from lawsuits You can't sue them wow. so they're paying out 4.2 billion dollars and they're totally protected just gives you an idea of how dirty this industry is. And it never gets talked about on the news because they have a financial interest in not right. pissing off their, you know, their, their biggest contributor. So it, it creates this, this world where, um, everybody's got an opinion on the vaccine, but not everybody has all the information about it. They think they do, but they really don't ever get that other side. So, and, and then you see dirty tricks like Vaxed the movie, uh, Dell Bigtree, Tree He's going to be I'm going to be on with him tomorrow night actually. I was just going to mention uh, his name. Yeah, on a group podcast called The Union of the Unwanted that we've been doing. Dude, um, Charlie, really
1: I don't mean to cut you off, brother. You got to you got to get us in that
3: that. <laughs> we'll do it. I mean, we'll absolutely do it. No one wants
2: us either. For sure. It's been fun. We've just been having people in. So, so Dell's in there, but Dell made this movie called Vaxxed and it came out and it just, and it talked about real life people having these vaccine injuries and the things that they went through and the manipulation by the CDC. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, he wasn't saying anything wrong. He just was saying something that wasn't a a, a position that the authorities really cared for. And Amazon threw him off of their platform. (laughs) You know, so there's this crazy sort of censorship that's happening in conjunction with, uh, you know, just a a reduction of information about what's really going on. And it's 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 concerning because the repercussions of everybody like rushing in to take a covid-19 that untested <laughs> RNA vaccine from Bill Gates like if you don't you know if you're bogged down in your day-to-day life and you don't know anything about the outside world really and someone is telling you about a vaccine and you have no clue you might just <laughs> say I guess I got to take it I'll take it yeah, you know exactly yeah you can't do that with this one this is going to permanently change you your DNA yeah. the, the way it's set up the the vaccine that they're talking about is no bueno, man. It is going to really do some damage to people, and uh, they're looking to silence people like Dell. You know, they're looking right. to silence people that are talking about uh, anything that is not in, within that acceptable a- area of conversation with big pharma. That's like approved. If it's just a little bit outside of that, they'll marginalize you and make you look like a maniac and try and get you deplatformed and everything. It's real. It's crazy. It's crazy. It and crazy. We should be. <clears throat> If if I'm talking about vaccines and I'm so out of my mind and I'm talking out of my ass, why do you have to censor me? Exactly. Why don't you just let me continue right. to discredit myself right, with all this crazy stuff? But when you start censoring these people, it has the exact opposite effect. It makes you think, well, why are they censoring him? I mean, I, I understand it if it's like, you know, if this guy is saying something really dangerous, but, you know – he he backs up his stuff. I mean, a lot of the people in the vaccine community get get accused of being anti-science, but in actuality, they're the most pro-science people I know. They they understand the current science of the vaccines and they have big concerns about it and they want it changed. They're not even so much anti-vaccine as they are just like pro safe vaccine and you know and so but you can't have that opinion either because you'll get censored for that it's crazy man amazon is throwing books off of their platform that that are anti-vaccine books i mean this is this is alarming it should be alarming to people
3: yeah and we've seen the way like vaccine um trials have gone they're like non-existent anymore especially with with this covid 19 i mean russia just approved one that they tested on like 38 people <laughs> and yeah, they're like yeah,
2: go. you want Shoot
0: that one. <laughs> you know but they sign me up that's the one i yeah, want yeah
3: dude but the whole vaccine discussion is just as divisive as yeah. the race discussion that we're having now cuz people are like we need the vaccine we need the vaccine and you better have the vaccine so you can go back to work your kids better have it so they can go back to school and when you're questioning it, people are like, you're, you're
0: the crazy one. Yeah. You're the
3: crazy one because you're wondering why you should have to take a vaccine. They developed within six months that they expect to work.
0: Yeah. My, my son, my son recently, uh, they're doing, started school up for his middle school. And my oldest son who's in high school started, uh, high school and they're doing online distance learning, um, the, whatever they're, they're calling it now, distance <laughs> learning. My, my middle son, who's not going to school that they do not have a return date was had to take a vaccina- vaccine for a card that we had to get updated sent that proof off to uh, the school for him to start school, otherwise he wouldn't be allowed in school. But you're still going to do the distance learning. Yeah, he's not Even affecting. He's any... not in
3: contact with anybody. Correct.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, is this really necessary? I mean, do I have, do I need to go out there and get it? I mean, he is doing distance learning. I would understand if you know with the the California is ridiculous with the yeah, vaccine yeah. laws and anyway uh, making everybody because if everybody else has got the vaccine, why do you have to worry about my one kid? If the vaccines are working, right? I mean, uh,
1: yeah, it, it, it's it's the same argument against against.
0: It should be my choice if I want to subjugate my child to that. And let me, don't get me wrong. I'm not anti vaccine. Right, but I am very anti being told what I should do all the For time sure. with my kids, and I should be allowed to to push back on that and yeah. there there's some vaccines that are really effective you know i think uh the measles mumps MMR. And, and MMR, i think it's the most- uh that's the no it's the most uh it's the most successful and it's only got like a ninety percent success rate and they want you to get it three times yeah. they don't test you if it's if it's working after the first time right like they don't get a tighter and, test. They don't do titer tests. They don't say, oh, hey, we'll do a blood draw and say, hey, yeah, it's working. You have antibodies. It's, you're good to go. You never have to take it again. No, they just walk in and say, oh, you need a booster shot. Here's a booster shot. Right. Take second booster. Here's a third booster. So,
2: And who it, is in charge of, of dictating that schedule? The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. And who are co-owners of the patents on these vaccines?
0: Yeah. The CDC.
2: Hmm. They make that's about $5.4 billion a year <laughs> off of the great. patents that they own on the vaccines that they set the schedule for. Yeah. Uh, products, <sighs> by the way, that they have, like I said earlier, ran through Congress through some bot politicians to oh, get yeah. it so that they can never be sued for product liability. It's the most ingenious racket never you could genius. possibly imagine. Yeah. It is impossible yeah. to lose money there. It's,
3: it's crazy because whatever happened to a conflict of interest, right? right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, this is the biggest, when it comes to pharmaceuticals, it's the biggest conflict of interest because everybody has their hand in, in big pharma's pocket. So anytime, like with the vaccines, with the, even the, the seasonal flu vaccine, I don't know why we call it a vaccine because yeah. it, we stopped getting them years ago. Yeah. But you take your kid in for an appointment, and they ask you, "Well, it looks like on our record you haven't had a seasonal flu vaccine."
2: We yeah. just made an appointment for you. Go ahead, and go upstairs. And do, would no. you like to know? Would you like to know why that is? Yeah, I and do. Have, <laughs> the pharmaceutical industry pays the doctors' offices as long as they have a ninety, uh, as long as they have a sixty-four oh. uh, percent rate of vaccine um takers in out of wow. their batch of people so it works out to you know depending on the size of the doctor's office it can it can be on average about a hundred thousand dollars a year that they get paid as a bounty by the by big pharma and it's legal for them to do that it's yeah. just a shitty system that's set up that incentivizes the doctors to push these vaccines and so it's it's um i i, I just have I, I understand that you've got to make money. I mean that there's companies and they make money, and and, and I get that. But when they when the, the regulatory agency people leave the CDC and go to become the head of Merck's vaccine division, you know I, I have problems with that. And and revolving and vice versa, they go the other way around too. So there's there's a big revolving door between all these. And it's really—I mean—I just think it's reprehensible because we're talking about regulating health. I, I mean, you guys have all rigged the stock markets and all the LIBOR and forex. You've rigged all those places. You like to rig, stuff, but but for God's sake, give us the regulatory agency that will actually regulate the pharmaceutical companies because right mm-hmm. now they're totally infiltrated and they are—they're—they're not—they're not regul—they're. Not regu- vaccine companies masquerading as regulatory agencies that's what the cdc is and it and we can't have that because we that's a that's an office that we really need so when the whole coronavirus situation comes out and the cdc starts talking about their you know their guidelines and everything, forgive me if i'm not just snapping to it to do what they have to say i mean i know what a corrupt and dirty organization that is And so when they come out as the authority and the World Health Organization comes out in in partnership and says, you know, this is this is what's happening. This is what we have to do. This is what you need to do to to, uh, maintain your health. And I go, oh, hang on a second. The same World Health Organization that got busted putting sterilants in the tetanus vaccines that they dumped on Africa for 10 years, then lied about it when they got caught and eventually admitted that it had been an ongoing program for a decade. So, like, forgive me once again if I'm not listening to them. So we've got a lot of problems with the sources of the information. Like, we're all trying right. to figure out what what's going on. We're trying to figure out if this virus is real and what yeah. does it do to the economy and how many people are really dead and how many people are you – know, what's the rate of infection? And the information that we're getting is coming from the most corrupt and, and least trustworthy organizations you can get information from right and yeah. on top of that we're seeing it's obviously all skewed like it's like you know the motorcycle deaths being counted for as co- yeah. And, yeah. and you go well how can i make an honest decision on anything if i can't trust the information if i can't trust right. the cdc to give me vaccine information or if i can't trust the world health organization to give us this covid information so it's like we've spent this this whole year of 2020 like doing our best to make decisions about how to position ourselves for this stuff and how to deal yeah. with our lives and our kids in school. And we're hoping we're making decisions based on information that is at best totally questionable.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Uh, That's what it seems uh, like. It, like, it just seems um, like there's just so much. Mo- sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, did he freeze? Oh, Brian. He there. Oh, he we froze. We're I frozen. didn't mean
0: to cut you off, but you froze on our screen. So yeah, we're here. Can you hear us now? Oh, he's frozen. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Be go back. ahead. See the, the
1: fucking Illuminati I man. Bit- we start get going and- <laughs> <laughs> Got us again.
0: So ahead, I guess Chris, the, the biggest problem I've had with the biggest problem I've had with this whole uh Corona COVID thing is the misinformation and it's sending people into a panic mode when I've got, you know, extended family, you know, you know, my mom called me and she's like, you won't believe what this virus is doing to people and how many people are dying. If you leave your house, you're going to kill my grandkids. And, you know, started this whole uh, chain of events with me and my mother and her relationship with my wife and me and my kids. And she's in panic mode because I drove to another state to get away for a little bit. And I'm like, calm down i said you got to look at me my wife and my kids we are all extremely healthy i don't i never get a flu uh shot i stay very healthy i take very good care of myself i work out all the time my wife is the same way my sons very rarely get sick they very you know quickly uh fight things off Uh, my daughter is asthmatic so we were being careful with her in the beginning because we just didn't know but then we just see like Nothing going on. No one's getting sick. You know, we've been around people, masks, no masks, you know, and it's just what it's crazy. If you're bombarded with this is the worst virus since the the Spanish flu and, you know, then why aren't we having the the deaths that, you know, that we would expect with something like that is so contagious. They're making it out. So the people are are getting it. And I'm like, the death rates just not there. And I guess that's what I fall back to is if the death rate was astronomical, if nine out of 10 people that get it were dying and and falling in the streets, I'd be super worried about it. Right. But that's just not just not what we're seeing.
3: One one of the weird things is, especially living so so close to the ocean, is we're seeing like massive amounts of these um disposable masks ending up in the water, right? Ooh, yeah. Um, so there's there's a few uh, Instagram pages that follow where they're like, they're well, they're dr- like fish are getting caught in these. You know what I mean? Like that's how many that there are. But even on the street, you walk down, you'll see um, a mask on and it's like if if this virus was as deadly as we're being told, why aren't the biohazard trash cans lining the sidewalks? <laughs> so we- exactly. You know I mean, so they're, they're talking about the spread, this and that. And then you have Dr. Fauci who goes from uh, masks, we don't need them, they're no good, to all of a sudden everybody needs a mask, we need to social distance. And I'm not a virologist, but I do understand the way air movement works. So I know that this little plastic partition between me and the cashier – isn't going to protect them from anything, Yeah. but they swear by it, and they're good with that. And if you have a cloth mask on, then they're safe. Like they feel it. Just it doesn't make any sense to me at all. You know. Yeah. You know and what
1: so- I uh, started equating it to, um, especially with the misinformation that's out there, and then people thinking that no matter what, the CDC has our best interest in mind. Is that I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Brian Regan stand-up. When um, he goes, he's like, you know, as I get older and you get out of bed and then something hurts and you're like, oh, that's new. Man, that hurts, I guess, forever. And I (laughs) feel like that's what the sheep in the society now do when you go out and tell them, hey, listen, are you – familiar or do you even know that it's common knowledge not a conspiracy in any way that there was something called the tuskegee experiments where they the u.s government infected an entire group of black people with weaponized syphilis to run experiments to see what what would happen Let's check it out
0: For
2: four decades For four
1: decades (laughs) And then they come out and apologize And we named like a freeway after them in San Diego (laughs) And we're like yeah Oops! I they got a movie too. I guess they forever. I guess that's just yeah. what happens. And it's
3: yeah. Well, that's that's the thing that I try to bring up to people because they're like, no, 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 the government wouldn't do that. I'm like, first of all, who the fuck do you think you're talking about? The government <laughs> right. wouldn't do that. And then I bring that up, like, you ever heard of the Tuskegee experiments? And they're like, no, what's that? And I explain it to them, and they're like. Well, it's a different time now, and I go, "Yeah, it's getting worse." <laughs> you don't think that they would be willing to do this on citizens? They did this on their own property, essentially, with with soldiers. Well, now they're going
2: rem- to. They want to go and do it on citizens? Well, come on. Well, I've been reminding people lately of this of the Obama changing, you know, passing the Smith-Munt Modernization Act of yeah. 2012, mm-hmm. which legalized propaganda to be used inside the United States on Americans. And so, you have to ask yourself, with as much disinformation and misinformation as we've been seeing now over the past six months or so um, how much of that is part of this new allowable uh, portion of horseshit to be added to the information sausage that they're making. You know, I mean, (laughs) the numbers, you don't have to, you don't have to lie. I mean, they can lie. It's not like they didn't lie before. Let's be honest. But, But now they've legalized it. So it's like, what, what does that mean? Does that mean they can change, some of the numbers, all of the numbers, yeah, uh, everything I mean you know it, this is also part of a, a CIA i 'm not saying that this is a CIA thing, but it 's a CIA tactic mm-hmm. uh, for psychological operations to constantly change the information back and forth and back and forth, and that's what we've been doing we've been told. You don't need a mask, man. You got you to wear a mask. Wear a mask, or we're all going to die. You know, in this back yeah. and forth, or you know, it says, "Oh, it doesn't matter if you social do." Oh, you've got a social. Do- you can't be. You- all that stuff is mm-hmm. part of a strategy, a psychological operation that the CIA uses, and of course, we know they have infiltrated the media as well. So, <laughs> no doubt, they're involved in this
1: operation. Mark- and yeah, so, yeah.
2: how do they screw with us? Um. In order to get the outcome that they want, and so yeah. we're all part. I mean, because in, in, you don't even have to be like a conspiracy theorist, like like all of us, are, you know, to 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 recognize that. I think the average person recognized that. Like right when coronavirus started Absolutely. to like fade, all of a sudden George Floyd kicked in. Yep. And it was like there, we went from one right into the other, and they're like, "That's kind of weird." Like, yeah. Yeah, it's almost as yeah. if the controllers were going, okay, this isn't working. Switch to Plan B, or bring yes. bring up bring out the GIMP. You know, like yeah. they just you know, let's switch it up because here comes the next operation. Here comes the next one. And what do we what, what do we have to look forward to now? We've got a um, you know a couple weeks, you know, two months or so till till the election. What do we mm-hmm. what do we have in in store for us? EMPs. Dude, Bank runs. I mean, w- it, it reminds me of it reminds me of Hunger Games,
3: right? Where they have the 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 guy in control of the games, yeah, and like. Shit starts to die down, and he's like, all right, send in the lions, you know? Yeah. And then the game starts to change, and more and more people are fucking getting, you know, it's- Send in the murder hornet. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? The murder and, hornet. There's some guy just watching all these monitors, right? And people are like, yeah. all right, we flatten the curve. It's been 14 days. Let's get back to it. And they're like, case nope. war. Yeah. yeah, it's that's it's,
1: it's, 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 well, the architect watching the architect watching the screen the watching the screens yeah. is what it
0: is. If you want to talk about perfect timing, I mean, you just had us all confined to our homes being away from people. So we're all getting worked up. We're all pissed off as it is. And then something that polarizing to be set off it everyone's going to come unglued it's going to be the end of the world let's just obviously you know they're going to be at to to the tens with it with their their pushback at that point because they're already fed up they already had enough by being locked down so yeah
3: and it's it's what's interesting also is that you know there was a discussion about how children don't react the same way with the virus i remember when this first started my my oldest son he has asthma also and he was wheezing a little bit. So we took him to the doctor and the doctor was like, oh, he's fine. We're going to give him an inhaler um, and, and a breathing treatment. And he'll be good to go. So got his breathing treatment, got his inhaler. And while we are there, I told my wife, make sure you ask the doctor about this virus. See what she thinks. And the doctor's like, for some reason, kids are getting it and they'll be sick for a minute and then they're over it. But she's like, I haven't really seen, you know, other family members going, well, my, my child got sick and then I got sick and then everybody else got sick so she's like i don't think you have anything to worry about with him well then the next thing you know like all of the kids at his school were sick there was one point where there was normally like 28 kids in his class there was 7 there for 2 weeks straight cuz all these wow. kids were sick i i'm honestly i think that it ran its course you know and a lot of people did catch it they got over it or whatever
0: or and herd immunity yeah, uh, yeah uh, honestly but that's sick. a good thing though huh? exactly. i mean get get exactly. sick pass around build up immunity and, 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 and
3: but that's the other thing that that is is strange right so they even
0: the media is telling you kids
3: are kids seem to be resisting the virus or they're handling it differently or they're not transmitting it and then last week, it's like over 100,000 kids tested positive for coronavirus this week. right as schools are starting to open back up, yeah. right? Right when Trump is saying we should we should open schools up, New York is, is allowing kids to go back to school. You know what I mean? And then the schools are open. They're like, case of COVID here, shut down the school again.
0: I wouldn't We're, trust New York on not anything the, the way they handled no, anything no, out no, there.
3: I mean – they, they they had bodies stacked up and,
0: and Well they're and sending the, the sick the sick people back into the nursing home. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea.
3: You know, but it's it it like the the you were talking about the misinformation. We're getting reports that this is okay and then now it's not okay. And you know what I mean? So yeah. it gets to a point where the people that are watching the news constantly their even their narratives are changing, right? Yeah. And then they use that as a defense during discussions and then your families and friends, you're losing them left and right because you're trying to explain to them, no, there's it doesn't fit the pattern of events. Like it's basic critical thinking, you know what I mean? And and it, and it's it's part of the it's part of that wedge that they're using to fucking drive everybody apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I do agree. Go ahead, Charlie, I'm sorry. I was
2: just I was just gonna say they're great at it.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, they know exactly how to,
2: how to, how to get us fighting with each other. It's, you have to give them credit. They're Mm -hmm. really good at what they do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, last week. Um, Charlie, when we were going to have you on the show, and then we kind of got a schedule mixed up there. But basically, we just had a show where we talked about our
0: um... – <laughs> Let's step back one second. That that was your mix-up. Don't <laughs> you throw me under the bus. Okay. Sniff, I sniff, sniff, when I messed up the scheduling last
1: week, um, we basically just did a show, and we kind of talked about our own individual – um, horror stories, if you will, from the medical industry, whether that be uh, medical MDs, the dentist office, what have you. And it's kind of interesting that and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you guys this. So um, I have asthma too. I've, I've had asthma my whole life. It's kind of dormant now. It comes and goes. One day will be terrible and then I won't have anything for like three weeks. But I, I uh, used Teladoc the other day which is basically you just talk to the doctor over, um, you know, computer monitor, your phone, whatever. And I asked if I could get a refill for my albuterol. And um, before you do your, um, before you log in and talk to the doctor, you fill out like a little information about yourself. And it's like, do you have any allergies to medication? And Chris and boy, I mean, you guys know me, but I'm like, (laughs) yes, this, what's your reaction? Anaphylactic 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 (laughs) like if i ever actually seriously get sick i'm fucked but um so i I get the doctor on there and i'm like listen i want a a refill for my albuterol and i'd also like a medical exemption from wearing masks and so the the guy tells me well teladoc's policy is that we cannot write a medical exemption for masks. That's our policy right now per CDC guidelines. <laughs> and he says, um, why do you want one? I said, because when I wear a mask, I get shallow breathing almost instantaneously. <clears throat> and he said, well, you just have to wear one because it's not uh-huh. safe for everyone else. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go fuck myself then. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you well, we need? As a doctor, he should know the purpose of wearing a mask isn't to pro- for you to protect everybody else. You know what I mean? That's for your protection. So... Especially, I mean, he could probably prescribe you any type of narcotics you wanted over the fucking teledoc, right? Yeah, I, dude, I didn't even,
1: I didn't, I mean, obviously my medical history was on there, but he didn't, I don't think he read it. He just said, so what are you here for? I'm like, I'd like a, a refill for my albuterol inhaler. And he's like, yeah, I can get you one of those. I could have been like, can I get some um, promethazine and some codeine? I'm looking to make a little lean later. If you have some time, um, and how
3: much you want? How yeah. much you need? <laughs> Can I not wear a mask? No, you murderer! What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, especially is- with the opium epidemic, they're they're so okay with prescribing that shit, where people are literally yeah. dying in the streets left and right. Kids
2: are ODing in fucking high school, and they're like, ah, you got to wear a mask though. <laughs> and if you point this out, you're the crazy person. Oh okay. yeah. It yeah. is. It is. I. I just can never really wrap my head around that. It's strange. Um, even. Even
3: using the CDC's numbers, if you point those out to people, the. The. The uh, chances you have of surviving the virus ninety nine point six <laughs> now. People want
2: to. I think people get a superiority complex off of acting like they've saved somebody's life or something. Some mythical person that they've. Yeah. They. They. They somehow by wearing this mask, they're they're somehow. Um, you know, a part of the solution to it all. And then they feel great about that. And they see, I mean, they see you as the enemy. It's, it's, it's insanity. It's, it's mask insanity because you want to just grab someone and go, listen, you're wearing this mask because of Fauci. I can find you the same guy saying the exact opposite thing Mm -hmm. and and play it for him. Dr. Judy Judy Mike. Yeah. They'll just say, yeah, but he said, you got to wear the mask. Okay. You know, (laughs) you know, I can't with, with (laughs) most of the people it's, it's super frustrating. It's frustrating that if you just say something on television long enough, um, you know, people will do it, but I have to remind people, it's like, Hey, you know, early on, they were saying the exact opposite of what they're telling us to do now. So, you know, if you're, you're so gung ho, like I've got to have a mask on or everybody's going to die. Just remember that like early on, these same people said the exact opposite thing. And so were you as enthusiastic back then as you are now, or are you just looking for an, like some, you know, you want to you get off on telling people what to do. If somebody came up to me and told me to put a mask on, I mean, I would, I would not hesitate to tell them to go fuck themselves yeah. right to their face. I find that to be so offensive. Like you mind your own business, man. I'm not, yeah. you don't have the right to come up and tell me now, if you, if you own a store and that's your store policy. Okay, fine. I can mm-hmm. just choose, you know, you can choose not to serve me and I can choose not to go there and and I can deal with that. But if you're just some guy in a grocery store yeah. that doesn't know me that comes up and talks to me like that, I mean, I'm I'm not going to I mean, I'm not going to just not say anything.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Cause, Cause fuck you. That's why I, yeah. st-
0: <laughs> I still, my, my wife had a, a, a wonderful uh, experience with uh, someone coming up and telling her that she should be wearing her mask and <laughs> shamed her as she's running around an open air golf course. She's trucking and her and her, her, uh, her friend who's a firefighter, uh, they, they, they could be sisters. They look really close. They're running and they're moving. And they're, and this woman, comes from like across the way, like across the street, like comes over and it's like, shame on you for not wearing your mask. <laughs> Fuck off. And my, oh my. my wife's like, We're out here running. I'm not going to go put a (laughs) – So I can't breathe even more. Get out of here, you dumb broad. If you don't like it, go stay where you're at. Stay the 20 feet (laughs) away from me. I have no problem with that. I
2: have no problem with with people saying, I I personally feel unsafe about this whole thing, so I'm going to stay home as much as possible. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to wear – But hey, I don't have – a. It's it's up to you. you If you feel that that's the – best solution for you personally for your health and your you have some sort of compromised immune system who am i to tell you how to be but i want the same respect in re, in return you yes. know yes and I, know, I i, I, th- I want I want them to also respect the fact that I, I I don't have to participate in this in this charade I'm operating off of different information I, You might not agree with it, but I'm operating off of different information, so you know we can have an information debate, but most yep. people won't actually if you start to press them on things like this they the argument falls apart immediately yeah. and, and, it, and and that's the most frustrating part of this because it's like God, you know I mean you're trying to make me look like I'm crazy. When I'm the the one that's been actually looking into this and you're just somebody that watched CNN for for 90 (laughs) seconds and think you know what's going on, like I might be wrong. I I still might be wrong, but but I'm the one that's actually looking into it and doing the research, you know what I mean, as opposed to someone else. But it's like you can't argue with that person because they don't have – any facts, it's just opinions on
0: it. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's just the, the narrative that they've been fed. And when they're looking at the mainstream media, the mainstream media is not going to tell you the, the things that when you do in depth research, they're going to not going to tell you that, you know, years of 96%, what'd you say? 96%, 99.6% uh, yeah, chance that you're going to live day. from this. Um, yeah. They're not going to tell you that because that's not going to fit their narrative or their doom and gloom right. because right. that's how they hold you under their thumb. It,
2: it, exactly. Because fear sells and mm-hmm. most people watch the news thinking that it's just like some honest, objective um, view of the world. That is not what's going on there at the the mainstream news. Their job is to scare you. They want to scare you with all the news. They want to scare you into buying the pharmaceuticals and the ads and things like that. But they definitely want to scare you because it's – it's what you get way more addicted to it. You're you're you it throws your brain literally throws your brain into a different wave pattern when you're fearful. So you process information differently. They they have they have no intention of telling you everything's going to be all right. Here's what you should do to combat this virus you know, eat healthier, uh, take vitamins, uh, go outside and get sun, you know, breathe fresh air, do all these things that. Tell me, show me one clip from the mainstream media talking right. about doing those things. Right. I, think, yeah. I have not seen one of them. All I've heard is, once we get the vaccine, then everything then, will be fine. Then the then, solution.
1: Then everyone's it, fucked.
2: Everybody is fucked, <laughs> but nobody will know they're fucked exactly. at that point. And uh, you know what? Are, I, what. Are, I, I, Trina, I, what you... I get so frustrated because you just wanna you just wanna grab people and just go, fucking Shh, look, shit, it's right God. here, but but you can't do that because you sound like I currently sound totally unhinged and it doesn't work. So I, I find myself just going, you know, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> yeah. not even gonna participate. Can't save them all. Can't there's save no them all. point. <laughs>
0: we 're talking about the the vaccine and and you said earlier I think you hit on it a little bit earlier Charlie there there's gonna be some major repercussions from having a vaccine number one that's yeah. you know not all the way tested or rushed if they're rushing this thing out and and it comes out and they're you know get a bunch of people with this what are what are the worst case scenario type things that you could see happening
2: well death um, yeah. I mean sir I mean I'm not even be I'm, I'm kind of being funny but I, but 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 really this is <clears throat> they want you To be fearful of this virus, which is one of the reasons why the masks are back, you know, are are now mandatory. They kind of weren't for a while. And then everything kind of fizzled out. And then we had the race riots. And then we're like, oh, well, maybe we're done with Corona. And then it's all of a sudden it's mask mandatory. And you're like, yeah, that's a that's to make sure people have a visual representation that there's a virus out there now, because when nobody had masks on and the numbers were going down and the stores are reopening. It seemed kind of like things were going back to normal and they couldn't have that. They want you, they want you to still be in fear. Mm -hmm. So they're going to keep you as scared as they can so that you take this vaccine. And if you take a rushed vaccine, I mean, first of all, if we're just going to take an objective look at it, coronavirus is a flu virus. So let's examine the flu shots and let's see how effective the flu shots have been. Cause this is more than likely what a coronavirus vaccine will will look like it'll be a virus for a flu and the flu shot we have so how's that working out for you well it's not working out very well first of all of the 4.2 billion dollars that's been paid out for vaccine related damage 60 percent of that number is for the flu shot (laughs) so it's no bueno man it's really really not a good thing because um you know why do you think they They'll give you a gift card at CVS. They'll give you a ten dollar gift card if you get the flu shot. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because it's gonna make you sick and then you're gonna come back and buy a hundred dollars worth of medicine from them. It's <laughs> this so so this is our this is what we're looking at. We're like, well, once we have the coronavirus uh vaccine, then everything will be fine. It'll go away. What? Like the flu? The flu yeah. shot is the, the lowest figure that I saw for the effective rate uh, – uh, efficacy rate of the flu vaccine was – I saw it as low as 9%. If you made brakes wow. for a car that had a 9% success rate, <laughs> would you not be getting your ass sued? Of course you would. Oh, but you can't with vaccines because right. they're protected. So, so you've got products that have baked in protection from liability. How good do you think that product's going to be? It doesn't have to be good. In fact, exactly. they tell you it's not good. It's so not good that you have to get one every single year because yeah. – the one, and they even then they say they're guessing. So let's stop pretending that the coronavirus vaccine is going to come and save everybody. It's not. Even if it's – even under the best of circumstances. And by the way, that flu, those flu vaccines have been around for decades. So they're not rushed and they're still shitty. So what do you think a rushed one is going to look like? It's, it's, if people, I mean, I, part of me wants to stand on a mountaintop and scream this, and the other part of me wants to say, like, if you're dumb enough to take this, then you fucking get what you deserve because exactly. it's so obvious that this thing is going to be dangerous. Like, if you can't see that, like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, mm-hmm. it's really, it's, yeah. it's frustrating.
3: Yeah, with with uh, with especially with Dr. Fauci's <clears throat> involvement with coronavirus research yeah. from the very beginning um you know when he was ahead of the nih and he was doing gain-of-function testing which for some reason i mean why the fuck would you do gain-of-function testing anyways to see how a virus jumps from an animal to a human that, that blows my mind to begin with and just let it fucking be we don't need that shit you know but yeah. he was doing gain-of-function testing here in the united states uh the doj said hey um or not the DOJ, the Department of Homeland Security, they said, hey, stop it. So they, he said, okay, fine. He shut it down, moved it to Wuhan, shoveled them millions and millions of dollars, and started it up there. And then it ends up, the gain-of-function testing, testing works. It jumps from a bat or whatever to a human, and then it leaks or is released from this lab. And then the same guy that was in charge of all of this and put it all into motion is now telling us what we should and shouldn't be doing. And people are like, yeah, okay. He's the smart one. Welcome and, to America. And the guy hasn't treated a doctor. He, he, he's not a practicing doctor. He's an academic. And, but they're like, yep, yep, yep. And then you have all of these doctors telling everybody hydrochloric is safe. Here's how you boost your immune system. Here's how you can keep your family healthy you should be doing what you're normally doing so you can keep your immune system at where it is. And then they're like, "Nope, canceled, fired, blocked. Let's remove that video. And, and they, they're picking and choosing which medical experts that they want you to listen to. And then, yeah. and they're funneling it in to Dr. Fauci, the CDC and the who and Bill Gates, who, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but he's not a
0: medical expert. <laughs> he's out what, what did he do? he's not an oh okay. no, man i mean
3: the
1: i, mean, guy yeah, I think he had a degree in out. engineering i think i believe he oh, doesn't no.
3: have a degree that degree is uh one of those degrees that they give you because you're famous right he never graduated college oh. it was it was like a it was like a
2: um, an honorary doctorate honorary yeah, yeah that's what it was and the guy he never <laughs> finished college. is under he it, they used the same script with zuckerberg yeah
3: exactly the the best way to put it
2: Harvard starts a company out of his dorm room leaves after his freshman year they oh yeah by the way it was funded by the CIA and you know all this stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The I same mean, script. is
3: Bill <laughs> Gates smarter than me? Yeah, sure, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but do yeah, I trust I the a fucking good. guy? Do I trust the fucking no. guy when it comes to medical? No, 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 no.
0: He's fucking can't keep viruses off our computers. Why the fuck is- would I think he can keep viruses <laughs> out of our?
2: <laughs> he learned. He learned about that, you know. I mean, <laughs> exactly. he learned the game from that. But, but once again, you know who who's Bill Gates? Who's his? You know, what's his family like? Well, if you yeah. dig into his 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 dad, Bill Gates Senior was the head of Planned Parenthood, took over for Margaret Sanger, who was Margaret Sanger. She was, uh, besides being a horrible racist who started the company to get rid of the Negro problem, she called, um, you know, she was a eugenicist. And Mm -hmm. so this is, and Bill Gates Sr. takes over for her and then, you know, passes this down to to his son. And so none of this stuff is coincidental. You know, this guy, these guys that magically appear on the scene, like Fauci and Bill Gates, I mean, this is scripted. This is scripted. Like we're watching this like it's real, but this is a scripted thing. I mean, and, and how do I know that? Well, when you do an event, when you do event two Oh one in October of 2019, where you simulate the outbreak of a coronavirus and how it spreads and what the response would be. And then miraculously the same thing happens exactly as you role played it, you know, I've seen enough of these events yeah. where they role play in advance. <laughs> yeah. 7/7 bombing, 9/11, all this, you know, you could go on and on. Role playing for events and then those events happening the way the role playing exercise portrayed them, that is not accidental. That makes this an operation. This is yep. an operation of some sort. So <laughs> Bill Gates is most definitely involved in the operation, you know, involves includes the World Health Organization, who, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, has been busted for putting sterilants in their vaccines. And Johns Hopkins, who who was involved with the Guatemala syphilis study, yep. Johns Hopkins University. This is not some altruistic hospital. This is a this is a deep state hospital that's involved in social engineering. Yeah. So we've got three components of this. Yeah. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um. The uh, Johns Hopkins and the World Health Organization, all these institutions should not be trusted at all. And they're the ones role playing this event. And then it happens. I mean, Yeah, you know, call me a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist, but I have questions. Yeah, and it's like questions about Uh, all. No one wants to answer. We
0: call you critical thinkers on this on this show. Thank you, I truly (laughs) appreciate that. Real life truth
1: hooligans, and it's like, are are we going (laughs) to trust John Hopkins when I smoked pot with John Hopkins and Sloan Catterine, and they were blazing (laughs) that shit up every day? You know, so, but you know, I think it's important to to also examine what major pharmaceutical industries and current medical practices ex- what they do nowadays is they base everything off of germ theory now if you know anything about germ theory obviously the the latter word should give you a hint on what they base all of their studies on is it's basically on theory and there yeah. was a particular doctor and his name's escaping me right now but he had mentioned a, a study that was done in the early 1900s where they did an experiment where they had a dozen or 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 so people infected with the flu, and what they did was is they sucked the snot out of those people's noses and they directly injected it into healthy people and not one of the people that they injected got the flu so they concluded that based on that uh, these viruses are not transmittable mm-hmm through human like through human human contact because viruses are non-living organisms so if a virus leaves your body it's it's almost dead immediately because it needs a host to survive bacteria is a little bit different obviously because antibiotics can kill bacteria and we had talked about this on our show before but um i particularly subscribe to that theory that uh Viruses are something, and we had um, a guest on our show that had talked about this as well, that um, viruses are something that your body creates in a response to something that is infecting your body. So uh, if there's a particular genetic mutation in our bodies, our bodies create a virus to combat that mutation to get it out. And we had talked about this on the last show. I remember as a kid, because I was so sick as a kid and I would go to the doctor and I had a virus and the doctor tells me, you just have to let it run its course. There's nothing I can do for you. I can't give you an antibiotic because it's not going to kill it because it's not bacteria. So you got to let it run its course. So when we talk about this virus that is so transmittable, we have to use glory holes to make sure that we're safe (laughs) And
0: it, I should have it, saw where you're going with this. I should okay. have saw this in my well,
1: way.
3: Well, I'm going to get you a
0: prescription, Chris. Thanks.
1: Well, <laughs> to our listeners, you think this is a joke, and it's not. This is from the CDC. They said in order to be safe during the coronavirus pandemic, you got to use glory holes when you're having sex, <laughs> which we said on the last show. The term glory hole only exists Inside of like porn hub categories, right? There's <laughs> like if you walk up to a normal person, you're like, Hey, you got to use a glory the <laughs> hole. They're like, I don't know what that is. Well, there's a particular website where you could do some research,
0: but yeah. Brian, I just want to backtrack for one <laughs> second. What's not safe is trying to explain that to uh, my <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh my goodness, a, Or a kid. yeah. You think
3: you think that there's not any high school kids who are like terrified of this virus and they're <laughs> on the CDC website going, Hey. Do we have any glory holes here, <laughs>
0: yeah. Brian? When you sent me that screenshot of that breakdown from the CDC, and I showed it to, to my wife, God bless her, she she about rolled out of bed and like started kicking me. She's like, "This is awful! I cannot believe this is true." And I said, "Hey, it's got to be true. It's not going to go with some plywood, baby." <laughs>
2: Uh, to oh, quote God. the great Sam Tripoli, "Are you not entertained?" <laughs> yes, no. exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> are, yeah,
1: right, Sam. What are we doing? What are we doing? And it's it's <laughs> amazing to me. <laughs> it's a it's a fucking cartoon. We are li- we are literally living out the plot as if like the Matrix and V for Vendetta had a love child, <laughs> and the director was like Woody Allen, and that's what no, we're in right, right now. Because
2: that is that's twenty twenty. twenty twenty produced by Roman Polanski. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with Col- <laughs> with Col- <That's> executive produced <laughs> by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> with uh with uh consulting advice for um oh shit, who made um Inglorious Bastards? Who's that blanking out right uh, now? Oh yeah.
2: uh, Quentin Quentin
1: Tarantino Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> Right, screenplay by Quentin Tarantino. But um yeah. no kidding. What I hit people with now. And it doesn't happen a whole lot in Kansas. I, people are uh, very polite out here for the most part. I mean, the coronavirus has kind of made people lose a, their minds a little bit. But what I hit people with now, and I encourage our listeners to do this, if they, if you're outside and you're not wearing a mask and they go, where's your mask? And you just go like this. Where's the million fucking kids that are missing? Then let's talk about some shit, OK? Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. I. uh That's- I don't really want to talk about it on this this particular episode, but I feel like in recent news, and it's a conspiracy, if you will, that there's worldwide operations that are taking place right now that are um, freeing children in particular cities and areas from yeah, underground basically pedophilia organizations and i don't know how that is incorporated at all with coronavirus and charlie i don't know if you've done any research on that or if you had an opinion on that um if you i hope it's
2: true i don't know yeah right i, I mean I've done a lot of work on Epstein, you know, so when you write, I wrote a book called the octopus of global control. When you write about control structures, you, you get into pedophilia as a way to blackmail people. I mean, that is you, you, find that and you, and of course, then you find all the ways that the intelligence agencies make money, which is running drugs and running guns and running kids, you know I mean? that. So you, you, you come across these things. And so what you discover is that, unfortunately it's real there's there's really a big problem with that with human trafficking organ harvesting you yeah. know kid fucking you know I mean it's all it's all bad man it's the worst shit and and, and like you know a lot of these you know, like the CIA and the, and some of the firms, the private military firms that are tied to them, you know, have been involved in this. they I mean, the CIA, I don't know how many planes have gone down. CIA owned planes have crashed with like 38 kilos, you know, or 450 kilos of cocaine. I mean, it just happens all the time. I mean, the CIA runs drugs in too, but DynCorp, which is a private military contractor was busted running kids out of Yugoslavia, you know? Yeah. So the, it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just the, the guy in the white van down by the park, you yeah. know, that that you have to worry about. Like, it, unfortunately there's a much bigger problem with the trafficking and, and, it, and people can look at, and this is not new of course, and it's not, you know, it's not Trump's fault or any, I mean, it might, everyone wants to blame him for everything, but you know, <laughs> This has been going on in the eighties. We had the Franklin scandal in the seventies, seventies, and eighties with Jimmy Savile in, in, in the UK. Yeah. I mean, we got problems with this stuff, and and, um, and and it's the worst. You know, it's the worst topic. It's the worst topic. <laughs> yeah. But you you like you said, I don't really want to go into it in this episode. But it's like kind of like almost like an obligation to right. because you have to. The more you talk about it, the you know the the one good thing of of the Jeffrey Epstein situation, and there aren't many good things that came out of it. But one good thing is that it sort of woke up uh, the masses to the fact that hey, guess what? Intelligence agencies usually, you know, sometimes partner with scumbags like Jeffrey Epstein, and they traffic kids and then blackmail them and use that information. So like now, a lot of just normal people understand that concept. So that's good because it makes it harder for this stuff to happen again. The, the child trafficking and you know and pedophilia components of this which are awful to talk about and it's like this subject that you just you really don't want to get into the the only good thing about talking about it is that it it make it brings awareness to it and then that makes it increasingly more difficult for it to exist which is better you know that so that's a good thing but it's like you know you don't you don't you don't think about it. You don't, unless it's some, somebody that happens close to you, it doesn't get reported on the nightly news. You don't like to think of like politicians and high level people being involved in running these things. (laughs) Like, unfortunately, like there's truth to that. It's it's very, um, very sketchy. uh,
1: Boy, correct me if I'm wrong, but for the, length that we've been doing the show if i remember correctly one of the drunkest we've ever been doing an episode was jimmy savile so we did a two-part episode on jimmy savile
3: yeah and Uh, especially when we got to the jersey island portion of it and And, and, he's a fucking monster yeah, yeah and
1: um it's, it's a real thing that it's unfortunate that we it's unfortunate that we have to talk about it. But I feel like there's not a whole lot of shows out there that talk about it.
3: No, it, it's, it, I think it's because obviously it's uncomfortable, especially if you have kids. Right. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's even more upsetting is that it doesn't get reported on. You know, even if you go to the FBI's website to look up how many children go missing, if you go, none of that information is there. They don't report on any of that stuff. They don't keep those numbers. Um, The the heartbreaking thing about it is when the FBI or, you know, uh, any of these alphabet groups are monitoring trafficking, um, trafficking cartels or organizations or whatever you want to call them, they, they witness kids getting trafficked and harmed left and right, right, whether they're being sexually assaulted or murdered or, or used to sell drugs or turned into child soldiers, and they don't do anything about it because they want to use it as a stepping stone to get to the next person, to get to the next person, to get to the... so honestly, they're just as complicit as yeah. the people that are operating in these organizations, and uh, for sure. I to, the, to these guys about it before. I listened to this podcast called Chasing Warhead. And it was the first time that it ever really clicked in my head that that's what they're doing, right? The, the, the whole idea of that podcast was they were trying to track down this serial um, uh, sexual pedophile. And when they finally figure out what's going on, they end up running into an FBI agent. And the FBI agent says, no, we've been monitoring this guy for years. What do you fucking mean for years? This guy yeah. has victimized hundreds of kids within that time, and you haven't stopped him yet? Well, we're trying to see where he goes next. You know what I mean? And it's right. uh, it takes a special, evil, fucking disgusting type of person to witness what is actually taking place and not pull the trigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they just want the next biggest catch, <clears throat> and that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And I feel like... I know Epstein's a little different because he's had intelligent connections, you know, with uh, with Israel and things like that, and and Mossad, and it, it gets real deep into some crooked shit with him. But it's the same thing, you know what I mean? Especially because a guy like that is above so many people's pay grade; nobody wants to touch. Him, you know, yeah.
2: uh, Charlie. It's a, it's a it's a shitty topic. It's 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 but it's it's unfortunately it's it's something that infects not just our country but the whole world. It's it's. Yeah. A big problem that nobody wants to talk about because because it makes you feel bad you, you like to think you don't live in a world where that sort of stuff happens but it does
1: absolutely yeah. without a doubt and and charlie uh, let me let me ask you man how much how much time do we have with you tonight
2: as much as you need okay
1: i'll say we, we try to keep it within your our guest's time yeah. constraints because we'll, right, we'll be recording and we're like okay it's wednesday we're on the 72 hour <laughs> podcast we're keeping it strong for you um you know something i crystal wanted to mentioned. mention just doing crystal math yeah. <laughs> all right guys uh you know we're just we're gonna break. Break. <laughs> we'll be right back yeah all right <laughs> Um, you know, one thing I wanted to mention that I don't know if you guys have really noticed because there's so many things that we're just being bombarded with all the time, but when's the last time we've heard anything recently about Jiz Face Maxwell? Um like what's what's going on with her because it was like blowing up. She's singing like a canary. They
3: I recently heard, took her off the side watch. I don't know if you heard that. I've not heard that.
2: Stupid <laughs> idea.
0: Well, man, I wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah, and then there was a big fire there
2: at the at the facility last night. Oh, Jesus! Was there really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlie, you're breaking news right now. <laughs> no, there, there was, there was. There, I saw, I saw the video of it. I saw my buddy Jason Goodman was commenting on it too. He was saying, "Jesus, this is like right down the street from where I." Am. He's like, "I can hear the sirens from it too." Yeah, they're lined up all over a place called the the Tombs. I think is what what they call yeah. the facility. Yeah. Are um, the cameras down now? I'm sure they are. Yeah, I'm sure they <laughs> had to cut the power, you know, to get the firefighters in there. You don't want to have an electrical fire, you know, Wrong as you're whisking out. away your star witness. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just fucking around. I, I, there was a fire, but I don't know if, if it's wild if they've whisked her away Though, the last thing- you know what man uh, anything is possible when it comes to this because you've got yep. the most powerful people shitting themselves about yep. whether or not she's going to talk so um she's going to talk
0: there's no way she's going to talk or they're going to silence her before she's we- looking at
3: some fucking time so she's going to talk
0: <laughs> well she's she's
2: she might not have to talk she sure. might have the information on them where it on uh, you know on on the people that are so high that she just has to sit there and let them figure out how to get her out. Oh, you know what she, I mean yeah because it's worth it's worth it for them to make sure she's happy with them uh, and therefore, they can that. spring her out of there so there's it could go either way really i, I personally think that um I mean she's smart she's got a, yeah. she's got dead man triggers, right oh, yeah. they know yeah. that. you know you whack me you whack me i can't stop you from killing me in this prison obviously you know you're gonna you can get to me whenever you want but you know you do that and obviously there's no more reason for this information to stay private it all goes out so you get a bunch of people saying don't hit her don't Mm. do it i don't want that shit coming out she comes from a family that you know is all mobbed up yep yeah so it's not like they don't know how the game is played but like so, it's it's
1: only a matter of time before um Frazzle drip goes live on YouTube. Uh, you know <laughs> recently <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> recently um they reported that Hillary Clinton does not have to stand for questioning in September.
3: Yeah, based on that. yeah, that's that's from an Obama appointed judge who decided that she doesn't have to answer questions about her email case. I mean, you're you, if I speed, right? I have to show up to court.
0: Well, you don't have to if you don't. You don't to, they'll put a warrant out for you, a bench warrant. Uh, right. Then you I someone from cops plus pulls you over and takes your car and your license on the side of the, and, the freeway
3: and then oh. I try to explain to people this isn't a race issue right because they, they they keep talking about well the democrats are trying to save us no they're not i don't know if anybody knows that but they're not yeah but they it also goes to when they commit shit like this right i mean after benghazi i would have thought there would have been gallows lined up right you would and think that, and nothing happened, and it's like, what the fuck, man! I, I, I don't return a library book, and I get a fucking warrant for my arrest. These <laughs> are, it's it blows my mind. And so back to the mask thing, right? So if you have a discussion with somebody, you can't see your face, then the discussion is a completely different direction. And I witnessed yeah. this at work when. Uh, uh, an, uh, a, a co-worker of mine was speaking to another co-worker about um, some of the things that Trump has done uh, in regards to the Middle East deal
0: right? The peace deal? Yeah. Middle East. Yeah.
3: And he had his mask on when he was talking and this other guy lost his fucking mind when he brought up Trump and he called him uh, he said don't talk about Trump around me you're, uh, everybody that supports Trump is racist, you're a racist And I kind of poked my head up like, what? Did that really just happen? That's fucking weird. And and he goes, I'm not a fucking racist. How dare you? And he goes, well, that guy right there is a Trump supporter. That guy over there is a Trump supporter. You're telling me all these guys are racist? And he goes, yep. He's like, I don't give a shit what you say. You're racist if you support Trump. And he lost his fucking mind, yelling and screaming at the top of his lungs, dude. It was crazy. And he's like, dude, it's because we can't have a face to face conversation. It's because he can't see me. He knows who I am. Yeah. We've worked together for years. He can't see me. So it dehumanizes me immediately. And he's okay with calling me a racist.
0: Yeah. You know? You've known someone for the the whole time that you've been working together for years, but you're going to call them a racist, but they've never done anything racist. At all at any point. That's pretty blanket statements. I have a big problem with blanket statements. Yeah, like well. all Trump supporters are racist. No, that's that's backup. No, that's not the case. Right. All it's black all, all black lives matter people are bad. Well, that's not the case either. Yeah. All police officers are bad. Yeah, and that's not that's not it. You can't make right. blanket statements. Yeah. You yeah. cannot do that.
3: Exactly. Right. That's what he's trying to explain to him. He said, you know what? Because he goes, Well, that's my opinion. And he goes, That's not an opinion. You can't make that sort of opinion. If you want to say,
0: you can. Some, you're just an asshole. Because
3: <laughs> if you want to say some Trump supporters are racist, okay,
0: yeah, right.
3: It was it was crazy, yeah. and and it has to go along with everything that we're experiencing right now. Everything, yeah. right? Like you're you're starting to get the save the hashtag or uh, save the children hashtag steamrolling. You know, so now people are coming to this realization. P- kids are coming up fucking missing. Then you're you have people. We need the backs. You need a mask. Then you have people who hate the cops. Then you have people who are, if you don't, if you say all lives matter, you're racist and all of this shit compounded. Right. And, and then you see the individuals that it's taking a toll on.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's It's having
2: a psychological effect on a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we, we've been divided up into these little teeny tiny, uh, groups and, um, we're all fighting with each other online on Twitter. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Twitter's oh, a disaster. God. It and is. People it's are successful. just calling each other crazy shit, and and, yeah. and and so we're all fighting with each other. We, but but what we're not doing is we're not coming together and realizing that the problem is the people controlling this whole scenario. Um, not just the politicians. So the politicians are disposable. Pieces of human garbage for the most part I mean just have sold themselves out in order to be in this position to tell you what to do and and usually it's all projection they're typically engaged in this the same shit they're telling you not to do they're doing exactly. more of it you know so yeah. it's we've got we've got politicians that we don 't trust telling us things we've got scientists that we don't trust or we've got bill gates who's not a scientist who we shouldn't trust telling us what to do we're getting bombarded by all these people fighting with each other and i mean it's a ma- it's a wonder that we haven't burned the whole country to the ground by now right. i mean it's like um and we've got an election coming up which but neither side oh, will God. will probably you know acknowledge the results you know it's insanity and, Yeah, and part of me is kind of like george carlin where i'm like Oh, I'm just watching it all circle the drain. I have no dog in this fight, but I do because I live here. You know, I want to have that, that, that mentality of like, Oh, just let's just sit in the bleachers and watch this thing because it's going to be the greatest show on earth. But I get over that pretty quick because I know that it's also going to hurt a lot of people and I don't, and I'm not interested in seeing that happen. And so it's, it's flipping as I can be about like, Oh, it's going to be awesome when this whole thing burns down. I also acknowledged that In actuality, you know, that also means that a lot of people are going to die and get hurt and lose their jobs and lose their families and, you know, and I don't want any of that stuff. So I hope we can get through this, but I see, you know, I mean. I got a new book coming out with Jeff Berwick, who's the founder of Dollar Vigilante, and uh,
1: he's a savage. He's a savage.
2: He's a savage. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So this book that we wrote is called "The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire," and we laid out the. We've been working on it for two years, and we laid out the how this is not accidental. You know how how certain things have been. You know. the the rigging of the building has been done in advance you know they've weakened found it, the foundation they've they've structurally weakened things they've been doing this for years and years to create this this society that we're living in where things are not quite as as solid as we think i mean our financial system is a fucking house of cards i mean anything can take it down and and will and the and and so we lay out a pretty good argument about that obviously you know his his ties to bitcoin he was in bitcoin at three dollars so you know i mean he can see a lot of this shit plus he's not american so he's got a different perspective on it so he's he's the best for this So, you know, we've, we put this together and this book will be out pretty soon. I'll make sure you guys get a copy when it, when it's out. And, um, you know, we're we're just, we, we we feel like conflicted on the one hand. It's like you, you want to just go yell and scream and like sound the alarm bells and let everyone know like this, what's, what's happening here. But the more you do that, the crazier you look. And and so we're, we're finding that we just. Talk to the people that are receptive to the information. Nobody likes to be lectured to, you know. So that doesn't really work well. It's like I, I just I want to I just want to tell as many people what I see coming, not based on my opinion, but like documented cases. I mean, I think we've got like four hundred footnotes in this book. I mean, we there's we're bringing the proof to show what we're talking about here, and it's it's rigged for demolition. Yes, country. They cannot have an America standing in the way of a one world government doesn't work that way. They took Russia out 20 years ago, 30 years ago. um, And we're next. Yeah, it's coming. And and, and and in this social unrest is part of it. It's part of the destabilizing of this country. And so it's like, you know, this is why it's frustrating because it's manufactured, you know, yeah. and they're getting us to fight with each other. It's, and it's it's gross, you know. I mean, it's we're we're hurting each other. We're all stressed out. We're running out of money. We're, you know, we need each other. We need to kind of come together and not be fighting. And so right yeah. now, it's it's frustrating to see us all as as pissed off as you know yeah. as we are.
1: Uh, Charlie, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he sneak on to Jeffrey Epstein's island with Luke Radowski? He did. I thought it was, he did. Um, yeah. I don't want to say snuck. Yeah. He literally just like drove up his boat and got off. And then
2: yeah. I, I get an pretty- email from him and he said, we've done something. We've done something that is just hysterical. And I was like, and that was it. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what that means. And when it's Jeff, it's like, my, I, you know, you don't know. I don't, I figure he's in, I just assume he's in jail. You know, when he's when." He, but then I see this thing and I was like, Oh my God. So what happened was, so he told told me the full story and Luke did too. So, cause you can't always trust Jeff's story. So you gotta get it from Luke too. So anyway, they, they were trying to get the, the captain to put, let them on the Island. And he was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But um, so they just settled for taking a tour around it. And then as they did the tour, as they came around, they noticed. They saw the dock, and they weren't asking him to pull over. But but the captain just got to the dock, and he just pulled right up, and he said, "If you want to get on, you got two seconds." And so that's why Jeff jumped out barefoot, without a shirt, with a cigarette in his hand, and a glass of wine, and a cell phone. You know, on Epstein's island, totally unprepared. With Luke, Luke was yeah. more prepared. He had shoes, and he had his you know had his own little GoPro. <laughs> but they were they split up. They they examined the island. They weren't together for that is for, for the majority of it.
1: Terrifying. Um to split up on that island.
2: And then they got chased then they got chased. Yeah, I saw
1: that. That's a wild video, man. Good for them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then it was like all over the headlines. And Yeah. And uh Yeah, it's it's great. Only only Jeff Burwick, man. They broke the mold when they made him. For sure.
1: Uh, Charlie, let me ask you this as we get towards the end of the show here. So recently you released an episode on your podcast, Macroaggressions, number 43, the intentional dumbing down of American kids. And I don't know if you saw very recently within the past few weeks, there has been some photos and videos that have surfaced from schools around the United States that have – Just uh, Mm -hmm. thrown away hundreds and hundreds of books, U.S. history books, American government books, um, world history, uh, just dumped them in the trash because of coronavirus. (laughs) And when I saw this come out, I'm like, dude, this is Fahrenheit 451 just in
2: 2020. And do you care to talk
1: about that episode a little bit?
2: Yeah, it's a shame because um, there is something that happens with these big oligarchs where when you've when you've bought everything that you can buy, you look to try and buy things that aren't for sale. And uh, the Rockefellers and the Carnegies bought the education system early on uh then you know the compulsory schooling it started before them but they shaped it they put their money into it and they shaped it and they and one of the, you know some of the things that they did was they put these they put the classrooms in you know all the desks and single file lines so it would kind of mimic the assembly working in the assembly line like if you're sitting at like a sewing machine and things like that they made it so that the bell rings at the end of the Class and at the end of the day, because that simulates the bells ringing and at the at the factory that where these people are going to be working, and so they they were shaping these pe- these kids early on through this education. Now, I'm just that's just talking about the physical uh, components of the schools, but they also did it through the educational literature. Um, so they, they, they try to get them ready for a very different sort of existence, not the uh, you know high thinkers, you know, but more like just the the working class. And so they they shape the school system that way. Now, Bill Gates has taken on a lot of the Rockefellers' um, style in, in starting this Bill in Malina, the Gates Foundation, using that as a philanthropy vehicle which is a tax shelter of course as we know yeah. and a tool for him to spread his sort of uh, ideology around so one of the things that he's done is he's financed the common core school curriculum <clears throat> and the common core school curriculum is the intentional dumbing down of society <laughs> it is so bad the math is so bad uh, with it that dr james milgram who was the only phd involved with creating the math curriculum he quit wouldn't sign his name to it, and now travels the country on his own dime, doing lectures about the uh, harmfulness of the math component of Common yeah. Core. It's it it is, it is there. It is screwing up kid. It is like three times four yeah. equals eleven. If you can show your work, you get partial credit for it. If it's three times four and you just write twelve, you get it wrong because you didn't show your work. I mean, it's that crazy, and so kids are like going home and crying and telling their parents, "I don't want to go to school anymore." It's really screwing them up. And you can watch videos of moms going to like the parent-teacher council uh, conference and you know and speaking and like berating the the school staff because of this. It, It it's really it's shitty. Yeah. You know, it's shitty to do that to kids. And it's not it's not like, oh, we we miscalculate it. No, no, no. Obama the Obama administration tied school funding to them to the school districts accepting the common core curriculum. But the school districts didn't know what the common core curriculum was because it hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> but they had to agree to it in order to get the money. And if they gave if the if the federal government gave them the money, they had they spent it because they're schools and they need to spend it. So they can't back out now or else they'd have to give the money back, which they don't have anymore because they've spent it. So it is it is they've trapped them in this. And so, you know, I mean, it is debatable whether or not this is accidental or intentional. I think it's intentional. But when you've got Bill Gates involved, once again, you know, it make it, it should make the common person go that guy. Again? Yeah. In yeah. The schools? Yeah. Like, Jesus, where is it? I mean, this guy's everywhere. This is a his problem. Hand is like, in every,
0: his hand is in everything, and people it like that, I, I don't trust when you're, you know, stay in your lane. Yeah. Jesus. Well, hey, you want to hear,
2: on a side note about Bill Gates that mo- a lot of people don't know, um, he's one of the largest individual shareholders of Monsanto. Mm. They, of course, have been bought by Bayer, so he's a large shareholder there. And they are the inventors of genetically modified foods the genetically modified seeds bill gates also financed the spalsbard seed vault in norway which holds millions and millions and millions of original seeds Mm -hmm. so he can hide them away from you while he finances monsanto to create gmo seeds for everybody else to eat jesus he's a fucking monster he's an asshole he's really (laughs) he's really thought this stuff out You know, he, he's, he, it's not accidental. He's in, he's into everything. He's controlling the science. He's controlling the technology and he's trying to control the food.
1: I got to tell you, Charlie. Um, so by trade, I'm an electrician and I've seen it. I'm, I mean, I'm not by any means old. I'm 30, I'm 30, I'm almost 31, but we've seen, or I've seen in my trade particularly where we get these young kids that come out of high school that my God, I've had apprentices ask me when measuring something, "Hey, what's the little line before the big one?" And I'm like, "I don't know how to answer that question without insulting you." <laughs> but it's it's and it's not their fault, I don't think. I think it's just the educational system that it's the it is the intentional dumbing down of these future generations.
0: And I think that's just more about control once you dumb the people down they're they're not going to be the critical thinkers, and they're not going to be out there asking the questions and they're going to be able to be controlled yeah
2: that's control. that's absolutely right that's exactly- yeah. that. you control what they consider to be within within the realm of possibility for them as a job yeah. um you control you can yeah you through the education system if you can dumb them down then you you've got You've got a handle on where they fit in in your version of society, and they'll never get much higher or above that. It's a it's like it becomes like a caste system, and Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that. But that's what these maniacs sit around dreaming about. Yeah. That's what Epstein was financing at Harvard. I mean, he spent $30 million to develop evolutionary biology programs and stuff like that. He's talking about game theory. He's talking about population reduction and control and shit like that. These yeah. fucking people are, are – they're maniacs. They think that because they have all this money and, and prestige and power that the rest of us are taking up space on their planet. Yeah. And so they start looking for ways to get rid of us by through depopulation. I also did an episode recently on depopulation and it's like depopulation sounds absolutely crazy the first yeah. time you hear it. It is it sounds bonkers like you've got to be out of your mind to to believe this. Well, unfortunately there's a whole lot to it there's a whole plan and it's all it involves all these people they want us all gone and it's and and frankly they're not even shy about talking about it i'm people say that's conspiracy theorists like no no this is conspiracy analysis this is oh, yeah. this is reading their own books this isn't me no yeah. this this is prince philip talking about you know if i die and come back as i'd like to come back as a virus to wipe out half of the population it's like <laughs> listen don't get mad at me for bringing this up this, he's the maniac that said it. yeah so,
1: i didn't build the georgia guidestones bud i'm just telling you it's there <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, Charlie, as we get to the end of the show here, let me ask you, Chris and boy, I don't know if you have a question for Charlie before we let him go tonight. But um, my question for you is, where? what's next? Like, what do you see happening in September, October, November? Should I buy a bunker? Should <laughs> I, you know...
2: You should lease a bunker. I should Maybe lease not-
3: a <laughs> bunker.
1: <laughs> Not on paper. I don't even I don't want to know. Because to...
2: they're not going to ask you for the rest of it. Because <laughs> there's going to be a bank run at some point. Yeah. I see the United States dollar being depegged as the world's reserve currency. I see Deutsche Bank going under. I see I see a financial catastrophe on the horizon with jobs and real estate. I, I work in real estate. I've worked as a real estate broker for 20 years. And um, I, I see dark clouds on the horizon for, for, for real estate because it's tied to jobs and and, and everything. And this has a cascading effect on the economy. And, and so, I I mean, I look, I would love to say that I, I think that everything's going to be fine, but I just wrote a book with Berwick about how it's all coming down, you know? So I, I take no pleasure in saying it, but it's like, but the reason why we're saying it is because it's important to you know, like I've said a couple times, I I I go back and forth between wanting to just shut my mouth and just say, you guys, if you can't see it coming, it's not my responsibility. But I, I tend to err on the side of I just want to warn people about this so that they can, you know, you're not going to be able to stop what's coming. This is a tsunami of a financial tsunami that is going to be catastrophic. And I hate saying it, but listen, it plan accordingly get your money out of the banks for god's sakes get be very careful about that oh
0: thank god i have no money at the bank
2: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> when you something that people don't know when you put your money when you deposit your money into a bank account it becomes the it becomes the property of the bank and you become an unsecured creditor. That is a, that is true. It is their money. It's not yours. So if they decide that it closes up one day and everything goes down, they have no obligation to give you the money because it's not your money. It's their money. So people need to know things like that. I mean, that doesn't get talked about too much. So cash is good. You see them trying to ban cash. Gee, I wonder why that is because they're trying to control everything. And cash is still one way that people can get, you know, can have untracked transactions, not to say that it's all is drug deals or, you know, I mean, just transactions that you don't, you know, you don't need to have anybody know about. So, so there 's that I mean, people can plan accordingly gold and silver we 're starting to see those go up, you know those are the, they 're heavily manipulated on to the downside mm-hmm. uh, by these same fuckers that are running central <laughs> banks and printing trillions of dollars they they 're shorting the gold and silver markets big time to keep that price down because they know that that impacts the way people perceive the u s dollar and if the dollar goes, the whole thing goes, and so it becomes we're interconnected. We're yeah. interconnected with everything. So it's like, I did this presentation at an Arcapulco in February. So before coronavirus, but I was ranting and raving about how if Deutsche Bank goes down, it, it's curtains for everybody. Yeah, And, um, so that's the world we live in right now where you can't, yeah, I should say you can't totally, but you, but everything is Interconnected, so something can happen to a German bank and have devastating effects on the American economy, and and start something that is a domino effect that takes down multiple banks, insurance companies, you know, and then jobs, and you know, it just gets worse. Unfortunately, I hate saying it. I really wish I had better news, but unfortunately, like just look around. Yeah. Does anything look better than it was last year or two years ago or three years ago? Everything looks worse. So I I'm, I, I wish I was more optimistic. But uh, but since I'm not, I guess the upside <laughs> of me not being optimistic is that you can make moves in advance of this to protect yourself, to protect your finance. I'm not licensed. I'm not, giving, I'm not licensed to give financial advice. I'm licensed to give real estate advice but not financial advice. So don't take my financial advice. But you've got time right now. Not much, but – there's still time to prepare for what you think might be coming. So be smart about it. And for God's sake, I mean, if you have this time and you're watching shows like this and you're aware and awake to the fuckery that is happening in this world, like, and you're not prepared for it, then that's kind of on you because at least the, the sheep don't know any better, but you, if you know better and you're not preparing, then, um, you know, what's the good, what good is knowing this information if you're not going to, you know, do something with it.
1: Right. right. Yeah. No, I, I know on a uh, conspiracy farm, they talk a lot about Deutsche Bank. They've been talking about that for a long time.
2: Uh, yeah. In, in fact, I had that conversation with Pat, yeah. Pat and I talked about, talked about Deutsche Bank too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's funny you say that because he brought that up and, um, yeah, that's the, it, and 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 how how crazy is that that all it takes is one totally mismanaged rogue criminal bank and deutsche bank is the dirtiest bank in the world to take down the whole system and it yeah. can it really can and 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 when you talk about derivatives and things like that oh my god and you're you're in this sort of make believe world where you're talking about 1.5 quadrillion dollars worth of derivatives, you know, that the banks are holding on their balance sheets. And it's like, right. I, I don't even understand what that, I can't even imagine that amount of money, but, uh-huh. but you've got reckless banks acting like they're above the law. And, and that to me, that will be the trigger that will, will take everything down. It's not, I mean, the societal stuff is, is, is obviously a huge problem. The presidential election is, is it, is, you know, obviously going to be uh, emotional on both sides, but keep your eyes on the banks, man. They're, they're, they're the, they're the problem. Uh,
1: before we let you go, Charlie, do you see any weight to the Nasara Gasara theory that's out there with the whole financials? I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but the whole financials. I'm system.
2: not. Tell me, tell me what that
1: is. So essentially what the theory says is that the American dollar – is going to completely collapse on purpose to bring in a new currency that is actually backed by gold and silver, which is why Donald Trump took over the federal reserve, essentially as as far as we know, took over the federal reserve, eliminated the IRS, which he just signed an executive order taking away payroll tax for the rest of the year. And, um, we've heard that starting tomorrow, supposedly Donald Trump had communicated with mortgage companies, credit card companies, to basically forgive all debts, to reset the clock for the transition that's going to be happening. Um, now that's a theory. Um, there's it, it sounds good, right? It sounds right. it's fantastic if it's happening. You know, big titty for Schmitty is is what I say. Yeah. But, um...
2: I'm not familiar with that theory, but if that, like, and so I don't know. I mean, who who knows if, if that's. But let's just play that out. Then let's just talk about. Let's just pretend that it's, that tomorrow it did, did happen. Right. Um. That that would be the beginning of a of of a g- great way of looking at our financial system. I mean, having it backed by nothing is. Um, a really bad idea I mean you you just allow central bankers to print money well first of all the central banks need to be out of the picture altogether because they don't they don't belong there they, we don't need them they're a scam uh, abolish the central banks but but you know the idea of having currency that was not backed by anything except a, a promise, a promise by the United <laughs> States. Are you going to believe anything the United States – yeah, we'll pay you back. I i swear to God we'll pay you back. I mean more accurately, it's backed by the United States military I would say. I think most people would yeah. sort of agree with, with that's what our, where our the strength of our dollar is. But when they took it off the gold standard, I mean – then it just allowed the currency to be printed to infinity. And that's what they're doing in handing out, you know, this latest uh, situation where they're handing out money to bankers and big corporations. It just, it just, it just stinks like crony capitalism, which of course it is. And you can't do this forever. You can't do this and expect to have a healthy society. Things are going to break down. So if there is a plan out there to, Wipe out all the debt and back it by gold and silver, but fucking let's do it, man. That sounds great, but I'm not holding my breath, right? Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of people that, you know, there's a lot of people that think JFK got shot because he was talking about ending the Fed. You know, there's 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 you know, I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: people people get get hurt when they start talking about uh, changing the way the current financial system works because there's obviously so much at stake there and so i i wouldn't expect anything like that to happen without a fight but uh if it does happen then i i i would applaud it for sure trump, trump did say he's
0: gonna go underground for a little bit you <laughs> did say that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well yeah what i wonder what that meant.
1: What yeah, about uh, really? what my head. what a time to be alive chris boy do you have any questions comments for charlie before we let him go uh,
0: now you stole
3: my question. It was oh. Nasara Nazara. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I just would like to thank Charlie for coming on the show and you know oh. just dropping knowledge bombs on us. And you're oh, just a pleasure I, to have. We really appreciate I, it. I'm
2: I'm glad you guys. I'm glad we we made it happen. and this is fun. <laughs> I, look, man, I don't have all the answers. I, I've I've written about this stuff for for years, and I you know I, I feel like I have a, a, a grasp on it, but. But things change and we discover new, new things. We, we discover where we've made mistakes, you know, all, all the time. And so I'm just trying to wrap my head around this as best as I can. And, uh, I hope I didn't scare too many people, but, but I'd rather, I'd rather be honest about what I see and have it be scary than sugarcoat it and and have people like have a false sense of reality where they feel like, Oh, everything's just going to be fine just because it was fine today. And it was fine yesterday. Well, that means it'll be fine tomorrow. Well, hopefully it will be but but we we're in a very very combustible situation that i believe is done on purpose and so you know maybe i don't know Maybe give each other a break. Although I say that, but I I still want to punch the guy in the face at the grocery store if they tell me to put on a mask. You know what I mean? So I I, I find myself having to try and take my own advice. But it's such a weird, weird time to be alive and to be uh, analyzing this and watching what's going on. They'll be studying this year for... For years and years to come, it'll be written in the history books about what a crazy year 2020 was. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) I think we've uh, we've said it before on the show, especially when we had a, a guest on the show, Ryan Alexander, who operates Transcend Towers on Instagram he said it's a very interesting time to be alive for a conspiracy theorist because if you've been in this game for a long time like all of us have, nothing's really happened since basically 9-11. We get like little, little flickers and little things that go on throughout time. You know, the Boston bombing happens and then nothing happens. And uh, now all of a sudden, you know, people that used to call us crazy are coming out and going, hey, man, what's going on with this? And I'm like, well, do <laughs> you want to know? <laughs>
2: yeah um, what you got oh how the turn what do you need (laughs) yeah it's funny that way but I, i i you know i i i know that people think that a lot of this stuff is is um is insane because it is you know but it doesn't mean just because it sounds crazy doesn't mean that it isn't true You know, and and I'm not trying to say that all of the conspiracy theories out there are true. You know, I mean, that you you have to use like a level of discernment. But 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 you would be surprised how many of the of the wonky things out there, you know, that the average person who's hearing about this stuff that you would be surprised how much of it is, you know, backed up by a lot of truth. I mean, some of these big wars, you know, that that have been started were were started on lies. And, And 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 so my fear is that. We're in a time where everybody's lying on TV, the you know, the government is lying to us constantly, and that's that's one of the things that you need right before you kick off a big war. So <laughs> hopefully we don't see something like that. But these but the politicians are just crazy enough to do something oh, yeah. like that. As a way to distract from their own inefficiencies and their own criminality and things like that. So, so that's, the, that's what we have to look forward to. We have the type of politicians that are so so evil that they would start a war. They'd rather start a war than have you find out about how criminal they are. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's- <laughs> because they don't give a shit if it kills a million people. Yeah. Like Madeleine Albright said, and I put the quote in my book, You know, we think the price is worth it talking about half a million dead Iraqi children. They don't give a shit. They don't care about you. Yeah. So, you know, if people if if what comes out of this this time where everyone is talking to conspiracy theorists like us about these things, you know, if something good comes out of it, it maybe it will be that the average person is a little bit more distrusting of the government and the media because right. they should be. These are institutions are constantly and perpetually lying to you as a standard operating procedure. So the the quicker everybody figures this out, the harder it is for them to keep doing that to you because you just will find you just won't you you know listen to their their information. You'll t- turn off the nightly news. You'll come to alternative news sources and things like that. So the the. So maybe maybe one of the good things that comes out of this scenario is that people wake up to um, what a bunch of liars the government is and, and the media and how they're co-conspirators in this whole COVID nineteen situation. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> you know, but then again, there's the intentional dumbing down yep. <laughs> of society, and you you're also hoping that those are the same people that make the connection. And sometimes they just don't because they're not capable of it, you know.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. Charlie, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, where, Thanks for having oh, me. Where can people find your show and, and your website and give, give a chance yeah. to shout that out?
2: Yeah, the website is theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. Um, that's the book I wrote. My first book is the same name. Uh, people can buy the digital version on my website. Uh, just donate 10 bucks to through PayPal and I send you two digital versions of it. Um, if you like the paperback book, you can get that at Amazon or barnesandnoble.com and yeah, macroaggressions is the podcast and that's on Apple and Spotify that's and iHeartRadio and David Ike's platform called iconic and on uh, YouTube as well. So yeah. And if you haven't checked out iconic, go check it out. I C K O N I C.com. Um, it's, it's kind of like a subscription service, but you can get seven days uh, free if you oh, just okay. sign up for a free trial. They've got all kinds of cool stuff there. They're doing a lot of um, really interesting original content. They're sort of like the Netflix of conspiracy conspiracy world sort of i mean they're on their way i mean they're not as big obviously but that's cool. amazing to me <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of new content there and there's a lot of content that's banned like Vaxed is coming there oh wow so um that that movie's going to be premiering pretty soon so my show's there you can find a bunch of stuff so yeah you can check check me out and on twitter you can follow me at macroaggression um I'm there talking shit, sniping. Yes, doing <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> antagonizing people. You know the, the usual. Yeah, AR awesome. hey, <laughs> yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Charlie, are you still number three on Apple under government?
2: Uh, not anymore. I did listen. I was number one in Pakistan. Oh, hell yeah, <laughs> dude! I kind of joked about that on <laughs> on a on. I went on someone else's podcast. I was number one in Pakistan according to to chartable, which I know doesn't real it's not a real accurate measurement. It's like, I'm not like actually beating a lot of these other shows, but according to them, the way they calculate the trajectory, it said that. And I made a joke that I was number one in Pakistan. And I was like, hey, shout out to everyone in Pakistan who's listening, you know? And I got an email from a guy. He's like, hey, I'm in Pakistan. And like all of my friends are listening to this oh, show. Said, no Why? way. He's like, he's like, well, you did an article, you did a, you did an episode with this guy named david mcmillan who had been locked up abroad and one of the places he got locked up in was pakistan and i mentioned it and for some reason it got out in pakistan so everyone so he was saying all his friends were listening to my show i was like man i'm so i was kind of fucking around when i when i goofed that i was number one in pakistan but now i'm kind of proud of it
0: god dang right pakistan, yeah. pakistan hey i'm gonna shout out pakistan we love you guys out there oh yeah, man. yeah.
2: So check, check, for life yeah check, so
1: check out <laughs> macroaggression podcast very good podcast
2: good, very, um, thank you very much
1: so Charlie we'll see about you after the show man that's it uh for this episode of whiskey beer and conspiracies make sure you check out our show on all available uh podcast platforms we are now on on Apple Podcasts, probably for not much longer. God, it took us a long time to get there. Um, but follow us on Instagram. We do have a Twitter and check out our website, wbconspiracies.com. But that's it for us. This has been.
3: And Chris. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs.
0: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You ain't
1: saying this ho, you ain't saying this ho Donald Trump food and shit.
0: Say, I'm a human being, god damn it! My life, has value.